Let me show you how to create an amazing ad using stock footage. Well, we are here right now. This is Beyond Synth. Uh, hopefully, this is going to be episode 311, if I planned this properly. And uh, it is a family show. We are joined by the Beyond Synth family. Uh, of course, there's Marco Merrick. Hey, everybody. Florence Bullock. Hi. And Mike Mendoza. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just a pause on Marco. Great. <laughs> Anyways, that's Mike saying hello. Uh, so before we catch up with everyone, I'll get the audience up to speed because I know I'm bad at reminding people like about the structure of these 1990 Billboard hits shows. So about every four weeks on Beyond Synth, we do family shows with Mike, Marco, and Florence. And lately in each family show, we're looking back at the Billboard number one hits of the 1990s and today we're looking at 1994 now this all started because I've always repeated this line that I don't like hit music from the 90s or like the mainstream music and I wanted to go back and reassess the 90s hits to see if maybe I was wrong or whatever and uh, instead of just doing it alone I thought it would be fun to bring the Beyond Synth family along with me on this journey and get their thoughts on this stuff so we all listen to the songs and give our ratings out of five. One means we don't like it. Five means we love it. Two means we're indifferent. Three equals okay. And four means we like it. And at the end of the show, uh, we use the power of math to give the year uh, an overall percentage grade of our, you know, combined rankings. And we are just doing number one hits. And this is just our personal opinions. And of course, uh, like every episode of Beyond Synth, uh, we'll be talking about this stuff and then we will also be listening to awesome synthwave music which I do uh, really love and so that's what we're going to do so before we dive into the number one hits of 1994 let's get caught up so Mike how you doing I'm great I'm feeling my hair I don't know how it started but I do give myself my own haircuts because it's just super easy every time I take myself to a place they always give me some kind of cut that's like some kind of cutesy 1950s cut and I'm like that's not what I'm doing that's not who I am I don't know what you guys think you are you old Russians Russians <laughs> this sounds like a very specific story yeah, yeah. I gotta stop going to the old Russian mobster haircut plays but anyway for the past like six whole months I cut my hair and I leave my entire front bangs part alone. I haven't even touched it. And the result ended up with me having um, what I consider legit 80s hair. Just like big fluffy hair that kind of goes up and uh, I'm going to keep it going and growing so that I can look like Egon from the real Ghostbusters cartoon. You know how his hair kind of like swirls up and like goes off to the side. And I love that hair because also Peter has it as well in the cartoon. But... 
it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. Like, because if you look at the side view, it's a curl that sort of like comes down in front, but then from the front view, it's like it's a, kind of like Conan O'Brien's hair was a tunnel straight off the front of his yeah. head. <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. Tunnel. So, like, I'll make my hair kind of slick back. I look like a 1920s gangster. I'm like, eh, pick up that rifle. It's, I don't know how to do 1920s gangster. Apparently, the worst guys, eh? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> when I go to sleep, I got the nice hair and then when I wake up it's a little ruffled and uh, crazy and I wake up with the coolest effing hair every day now and so I, I started <laughs> put a post online yesterday I was like I'm gonna put a thirst trap online and see who comes. Can you like <laughs> thirst trap people with hair? I mean like I know women can do it with like their big juicy asses right but like honestly that's a- <laughs> you know <laughs> part of my joking of my like retro party thing is I like to get all anchor manny and cool and um, posted a few times last year with like tags about like news hair anchor hair and I've gotten follows from like hair brands with like hair paste and <laughs> hair gel brands and I'm like you know what maybe I'll lean into like hashtag hairstyles of Instagram or something and then like <laughs> lean into marketing promotional experiences with hair brands that would be awesome <laughs> but uh, it'd be funny to like lean into the hair thing and see how far it can take me <laughs> Also, I'm, I'm very into face scrubs now. I have a face scrub that's um, coffee and coconut flavored and wakes me up in every shower. A face grub? Face <laughs> scrub. Now, that'd be funny oh, if there were face grubs. Got it. And you open it and it was like worms and you rubbed worms all over your face. Yeah. Remember when Boba Fett had a lizard shoved up his nose? Spoiler alert. <laughs> what was that? Like, at first, that was like one of the main things where I started to go, I think this show is kind of stupid, but I let it I slide. I honestly think the, the lizard thing was a fake out by the Tuscans just to fuck with him. But it did go in his nose. Yeah, but they blew spice into his face before the lizard thing. So, like, he was tripping on spice, and I'm not sure the lizard had anything to do with his solution hallucinations besides being part of the process. Hmm. Maybe it's like Tuscan hazing. It's Tuscan ayahuasca. Yeah, I was going to say, couldn't we just have made him drink the ayahuasca without the lizard up the nose? <laughs> no, no, we're going to see where this goes. <laughs> anyway, my other main catch-up is uh, as of release date, I will be certified in Google Data Analytics. And I know SQL and R, the data programming language. Florence knows what I'm talking about. Mm. I don't know what any of that means. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> This all sounds very technical. How do you get certified? You <laughs> you, you watch the videos and then you take a test. <laughs> is that true? It really is. It's one of those courses. Um, it's from Just Coursera. It's like DeVry University? Is that what, where you went? Yeah, but the program is actually, uh, the curriculum is made up by Google. So if you can pass this thing, you're qualified to work at Google. So like now I'll be qualified to work at any of the major tech companies. And living in Austin, I should have no problem getting any of them. <laughs> I'm going to become CEO of Dell, dude. <laughs> I love that you have a new and different business venture every time I talk to you. <laughs> like, I want people to send me free hair products, man. My Instagram is just loaded with ads for the Remarkable 2, the uh, the only digital writing tablet that feels like paper. And it fucking costs like 600 bucks. Well, Andy, if you find a product that you like, buy it, post it on Instagram, and tag the company, and maybe they'll contact you to be a brand ambassador. Uh, I refuse to buy the Remarkable 2. Like, when you see the device... It's a tablet where you write on it, and it's like having an iPad except without all the features. Like, it's black and white. It's like a Kindle. I get ads for that as well. Yeah, man. I, like, 
I kind of want it, but it's, I'm never going to use it. Well, if the fucking thing didn't cost $600, like in my head, <laughs> this device should be $179. Otherwise, you can just go buy $20 worth of notebooks from the dollar store and be set for years. Or you get an iPad. See, you're overthinking it. I like Florence's idea of buying a product you like and seeing if you can get more of that for free. Like, Andy, I know you said you have this like special face lotion that you love. I mean, I was being sarcastic, but that... Is how it happens. Yeah, but I'm. What I was gonna say was that I think that you should aim lower with your prices of stuff. Like, so for me, I really like Cinnamon Graham Crunch. It's a brand new Cinnamon Toast Crunch product <laughs> by General Mills. Does and it cost seven hundred dollars a box? All I want to do is get paid to eat it, and the entry point for eating it is three dollars. So you don't have to spend five hundred dollars if you want a free thing later. Start small, baby. Right, but it, I'm not gonna get a remarkable two cent to me if I'm eating fucking Golden Grams. Like, I can't just buy a box of cereal and they're. Gonna going to send me an awesome tablet. Like, I want the tablet. That's not what um, I said. Well, I was talking in terms <laughs> of hair products. Yeah, buy the cheapest hair product. No, no, no. Buy a hair product that you like and that you want more of and then post a bunch of pictures of it, which who wants to do that? And tag the company and maybe they'll you'll get their attention or maybe not. I hate this shit. <laughs> I know we're joking, but I don't want to do that with Dr. Pepper for real because I honestly see myself doing a Dr. Pepper marketing promotional <laughs> partnership in the future and I don't want to fuck it up right now. So like, I could joke oh around God. about cereal. I could joke around about tablets online and hair but products. I'm just going to start filling this whole thing with offensive Dr. Pepper jokes to screw up your chances <laughs> for the future. <laughs> but weren't you on that show where they, they just kept on talking about Dr. Pepper was just like the choice drink of rapists. <laughs> I'll be like, listen, I, I'm sorry, I can't take that back, but I can promise that it won't happen again in the future. Ah, uh, too late. <laughs> <laughs> Cross that off the list. Now I'm getting to, I'm going to go to Mr. Pib and see where I can get. All right, well, we're going to talk right now to my favorite Mr. Pib, Marco. You are picking all of today's tracks. All of them. That's oh. right. Marco's doing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I insisted. Marco, what hair products do you use? Just a little bit of shampoo and conditioner. That's it, mate. Sometimes I put a bit of moisture in there or some leave-in treatment. Depends on how dry it is particularly. <laughs> but Upstate New York can get pretty humid. Yeah, yes, it's true. And the heat can dry out your hair, too, in the wintertime. So. Anyway, that's besides the point. The point is, Sierra brought out an awesome album just uh, last week. I-, I know she's no stranger to the show, Andy. The album's called See Me Now. It's available at sierra.bandcamp.com and all the other usual outlets. I think there's still some vinyl left as well, if you want some. And the track that I picked off it is Control. All right, well, let's do it up. I should say that it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, uh, the Kings of the Patterson, Chris Dance, Mike Shima, and Mystery Donor. And uh, they're all cool people. And now let's listen to this cool song. This is Sierra with Control.
And that was Sierra with the track Control, Marco's first pick of the week. And uh, that, of course, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's Tim Carlton, the Golden Boner. And uh, and then there's Jacob Wick, my semi-sonic friend. And uh, did you guys know that Tim Carlton is the guy that made the Cisco Hold music? Yes. That's the claim to fame to my Discord. Uh, when I tell people, hey, come and hang out with me in my Discord, I hang out with the guy who made the Cisco Hold music sometimes in there. And that's what I tell people. I don't tell them to check out my Retro Promenade stuff. I'll be like, no, I got the Cisco Hold guy in there. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool thing, man. And Tim Carlton's a cool guy. And now, let's see what Marco's been up to. What have you been up to? Why? Well, it's not really that interesting, but I had COVID for a couple of weeks. So I've kind of been bedridden and haven't really done too much. Feeling a lot better now. Thanks. Thanks for asking. (laughs) (laughs) Marco, did you have the fatigue or the coughing? Yes, the fatigue is the worst thing. The coughing too. I got COVID and I had fatigue for like a month, dude. I didn't get any coughing or dry chest or anything. Just total fatigue. I only just started feeling good a couple of days ago. Like everything, all the other side effects are kind of gone. But the fatigue is the one that really gets here. Dude, I slept like 12 hours and then I woke up and I was in, I couldn't even get out of bed for like three hours. Yes. That was my whole life for January. It sucked. Cough was pretty bad for a few days, but I got over it reasonably quick. But the fatigue's still kind of hanging around a bit. But I'm a lot better. I'm back to work, and I'm not spreading it or anything like that. So it's good. It's a bit scary, you know? You're like fucking... You read so much shit online, and you know so many horror stories. Yeah, you hope that you don't become like the 1% of freak cases. I know. It's like, fuck, you just never know. Um, And in the meantime, I've been playing video games. I don't know if you guys... Dying Light 2 just finally came out. I've been waiting for this game for years, and it's freaking phenomenal. Okay, so I've been reading mixed reviews. Yeah, I don't like what places you read reviews. <laughs> I mean, look, there is some mixed reviews, especially when a game come, first comes out. It's always got glitches and shit. I mean, so far it's not that bad compared to some other games that have been released recently, but no, it's really good. I love this sort of shit. I just love the running around and, and killing zombies and it's it's a really well-polished game, so I highly recommend it to anybody that likes gore and horror movies or anything like that. It's really good. Because I know, like, the first one was, like, uh, really popular because of the parkour action and stuff like this so yeah they've really expanded on that and that's what I love about it too because you when, once you start unlocking shit you can move really fast and it's got the gore and the you know as well I mean I love Dying Light me and Jazzy absolutely loved it one of our favorite games ever so we were really anticipating this and I kept delaying it and shit, but it's really good, and it's just so much better than Dying Light, so... Alright. At some point, Dying Light will be a free game, or, like, one of those, like, PlayStation games of the months and stuff, and yeah. so... Yeah, it's still worth playing if you've never played Dying Light. I mean, it depends on what sort of games you're into, you know, too. Well, I like the gore. Yeah. And the, <laughs> the parkour action. I don't have anything to say, so I want to do a silly accent! <laughs> <laughs> Hey, but speaking of parkour, <laughs> I just picked up Spider-Man on PlayStation again to try out the uh, the PS5 upgrades. Oh, cool. After I watched the movie, I, I got all excited to play Spider-Man again and yeah. wear all the costumes. I, I never had all the DLC for it before, so I wanted to play as like the Tobey Maguire costume and stuff. Can you buy the, um, the DLC by itself? You can, although now there's no point because now they just get the Game of the Year one that has the Miles Morales game and the old game, and then they, uh, they made the graphics better and stuff for the PS5, and that game is like the best. Spider-Man thing like they nailed I forgot how fun it is just to move around the city in that game I think that's why I might enjoy Dying Light because that's one of the things I notice now when I go back and play I really like games where you just have fluid and fast movement through situations Mm. I have dreams like that where I'm just either walking and like rollerblading or sliding and like it's like weird gravity physics and I like Spider-Man because it feels like 
what my mind imagined. And I, I hate to say like everybody, but it feels like you're Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it really does. No, but for real, like the physics are so fun. Is that all you've been doing? Just gaming and sicking? For me? Yeah. Pretty much gaming and sicking. Gaming and sicking. Sickin'. <laughs> sickin'. Mostly sicking, but also gaming. Gaming and sicking sounds like a hip-hop album from 1994. <laughs> well, it's a good thing. We're talking about 1994 today. No way! <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Bro. <laughs> I do want to listen to another song. We can catch up with Florence. You want to be super fast? I'm going to make you rush through everything that you've done. Oh, my God. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Florence, what have you been up to? Uh-huh. Have you been gaming and sicking? No. Mm. Well, maybe. I think I joined the COVID club, but I don't actually really know. I never had a positive test, but I went to an event where a bunch of people tested positive, and then my boyfriend got COVID a few days after. So I'm pretty sure I was the one who gave it to him, but I was asymptomatic, and I'm very grateful that I was asymptomatic because mm. that's cool. But... Uh, <laughs> So I think I might have gotten COVID, but I can't confirm. So that's is that, fine. Is that all I'm so? Yeah, no, well, super fine. Is that all I'm <laughs> that supposed all to tell I'm you, to Andy? <laughs> yeah. Is that all you fucking want? I've been doing other things. <laughs> well, I just had uh, Holly on the show. I know, I heard. She says that you guys have been practicing and that it takes you an hour to drive to her house or something like that. Yeah, well, 45 minutes generally, but with traffic, maybe an hour. But yeah, I'm playing keyboards for Parallels, and we have our first show on March... And I also like the idea of doing a goth night when you come to Los Angeles, Andy. I mean, you and I have talked about this privately, but uh, yeah, I want to like dye my hair black and put on some eyeshadow and do the whole thing. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. We're going to do it. We'll do a photo shoot. Would you take it seriously or would you like be jokey as you're doing it? Does it matter? (laughs) Am I going to offend the other goths if I'm having fun? Yeah, I guess that's what I'm trying to say is like, (laughs) are they going to be like, you're doing it wrong, man. Frown. It's not that. That we set out to make fun of something, but that's who we are, and we're going to make jokes about the thing. Like, when I go to church with family, <laughs> I can't shut up. I'm just, like, making fun of everything. This is whack. This is lame. I gotta get out of here. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> this is whack. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, come on, come on, Mikey. Come on, we're gonna go. It's Friday night church. And I'm like, Friday night? Come on. And then I'll just, like, you know, I'm making everyone laugh. I'm writing raps on my notebook. and <laughs> Notebook? Yeah. I don't know anything about church, so do you take notes, or, like, what happens there? No, it's just me walking around with a rap notebook. Okay. But, uh, yeah, church is lame. Florence, you want to continue your story? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the thing with Andy, I was going to say, do you, do you think you could take it so, somewhat seriously, or would it turn into, like, Andy's in a funny costume now, and he's Conan O'Brien-ing on remote? Wow. Well, I mean, goths are in funny costumes. <laughs> I mean, like, is that a weird thing to say? But what about the people who are gods? Yeah, and what, it, what happens when you tell them that? Look, if I see someone walking around with, like, the crow makeup on with chains and a top hat, <laughs> that's silly. It's not a judgment call because, like, it's fine. Like, people can do what they want to do or whatever. But there is something inherently silly about dressing like a clown, right? Maybe you um, going to goth night dressed up in goth is not the best idea. It's a great idea. Well, the <laughs> idea was to have our own private goth night. Andy will not be doing this in public. Well, I would take it seriously. (laughs) What does it mean to take it seriously? 
Uh, yeah, I don't know. What does that mean? I think we just have to dress up, and that's it. You know, when I uh, sort of uh, tease things, I'm always referring to the extremes, right? So when we're talking about goths, I'm not talking about, hey, it's a hot chick who's got, like, dark lipstick and black hair. I'm talking about the dude with his bag hanging out with, like, fucking <laughs> nipple clamps and fucking, you know, looks like the crow. Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's like the BDSM sect. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, yeah. like, straight up sex club. Yeah, club. man. Oh, I know. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, so like, you know, if I'm showing up to a place where we're all just dressed in black, drinking fucking absinthe, like, okay, well, that's, you know. Sure. We'll do classy goths. Look, the point is this, okay? The point is, Mike don't know shit about makeup, and I'm going to need to do a beauty tutorial live Q&A with Florence on Instagram. Hmm? Sure. And I'll come wearing my clay mask. My wife buys all these clay masks, Ooh. and I've been uh, putting them on, and they make my skin look all nice and soft. Ooh, nice. I can also do a nail polish tutorial, because I like nail polish a lot. All right. Well, then we can do all this stuff. Let's do a beauty night. <laughs> beauty Actually, night. I do need that, because my wife wants me to do the nail polish on the other hand that's not her dominant hand. Oh, my God. So I need to learn how to do it better. Let me show you all the nail polish tips. Nail polish is like my secret life. I'm in. Marco, are you in on beauty night? We can see your hair washing <laughs> oh, regimen. I'm down on that. Yeah, I could do with something from my complexion, so I'm real down for that. Yeah, and my eyebrows need a little bit of work too, so. <laughs> All right, well, I'll tell you what. How about we actually just get this show on track here, Marco? Yes. Marco, I imagine your hair is like long and flowy like Michael Bolton. It is. We've seen long it. Long and strong. That's right. Yeah, no, it's pretty long. I need to I need to trim it a little. It grows pretty fast, so it kind of gets annoying in winter because you know washing it like every day. It's just I don't know. You don't want to be going around with wet hair. You know that's how you get sick, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even talk about my hair. I dyed my hair black now. Oh, fucking goths! Nice. Well, it's almost black. It's like really, it's like really dark brown because when it's black, it looks cool. too fake. Sounds goth. How do you Super. feel? Does it give you a goth confidence when you walk around? Yes. And I wear all black, too. Very goth. That's pretty cool. Going back to my roots. I thought, like, I've always wanted, like, blue, teal, turquoise kind of hair. And I, I've always, like, never done it because I'm like, do I have the balls to walk around like that? I mean, I did purple. Purple's great. But yours looked really good. There's people walking around with, like, almost pastel-y, faded-looking colors because they didn't do it right. And I'm always worried that, like, if I ever do it, it's not going to come out right. Don't do it yourself. You get that shit done by a professional. Yeah, those Russians. There's um a Paul Mitchell salon school that's like right across the street from us. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, my wife goes in there and gets haircuts for like ten bucks, fifteen bucks. So maybe I can go in there and get a hair job from a student teacher. <laughs> hair <laughs> job? <laughs> Did you say hand job? What? I, maybe I can go in there and get a hair job for fifteen bucks. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that's Jesus a pretty good Christ, deal. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Marco. I want you to play me a song. Um, all right. Need a palate cleanser here. Ah, I've got a new track from Laser Park. He just brought one out, which I'm really liking. It's got the, it's very heavy, and it's called Heavy Weapon. Perfect, man. Well, this is Heavy Weapon. Uh, it's featuring Alexis Minkola. I think that's how you say that. Uh, this song is also uh, brought to you by uh, my amazing PayPal's. All right, we got Upgrade Jimpy, the king of the PayPal's, and closing in fast on him is Ross Bruce, the Silver Bruce. 
Then we got Alex Lightspeed, Austin Whetstone, Jimmy Groon, The Rosconian, Brandon Morin, Digital Dreams, Gustav Velichek, Dan Williams, Adrian Lawrence, Russell Nyes, Timothy Warwick, Jersey, and Christian Alexander. And if you like hearing a man with a deep voice listing off types of guns, you're gonna love this. This is Laser Punk with the track Heavy Weapon featuring Alexis Minkola. And that was Laser Punk featuring Alexis Minkola with Heavy Weapon. Or maybe that's Alexis Minkola. 
Minkola? Anyway, you let me know. Anyway, that's a kick-ass song, Heavy Weapon, a checklist of my favorite guns, and that, of course, <laughs> was Marco's second pick this week, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the Kroner Club. We got Campus ML and Emil, and we got City Hunter, the coolest guy in town, with the 42, and uh, Brendan Decker with the 3389. And I am back with the Beyond Synth family, Marco, Mike, and Florence. Do we just want to get into this? No, I could talk about Harrison more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. Um, okay, well, and I'm uh, <laughs> I'm forcing us to get into this, I guess. <laughs> Fuck was that? That's my new laugh. I go... <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. Um, <laughs> one time, when I was like in high school, I stayed with a friend, and uh, he invented this thing where he could make me laugh by making fun of my laugh, and I'd go... <laughs> And he would go, while I'm laughing, and then I would laugh more, and then my stomach would hurt, and so I'd go, oh, so by the end of the weekend, he's making me piss myself laughing, going, oh, so maybe I'm going to, like, go back to that laugh, like, high school laugh. He, 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 oh. That's okay, I can just dub it out. (laughs) (laughs) Good story. And to 1994 we go. All right, so look. Of course, we are continuing the journey of uh, listening to the number one hits. So first of all, we're not going to talk about it, but this year does start. uh, It wouldn't be a year in the 90s without Mariah Carey. And here she is with the song Hero, which was just carried over from last year, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, we already talked about it. Uh, I don't care for it, but whatever. (laughs) What was our numbers from last week? Andy was a one. Florence was a two. Marco was a one. Mike was a five. Just wanted to refresh. It's funny because everyone sees me as the negative guy. Even though if you listen to the words that come out of everyone's mouths, Florence and I say the same things and then she's just generous with one extra point. So like anytime I give something a one, Florence is like, I'll give it a two, but we sort of have the same thought. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I probably should remind the listeners what our actual scale is. So we have a scale out of one to five. And basically, if you give a song a five, that means you love it. You know, and if you give a song a one, that means you don't like it. Yeah, I think five is love. Four is like, three is okay, two is indifferent, and one is dislike. I personally view it as, if I'm indifferent to a song, it means if it's on the radio, I probably wouldn't change it, but it's not a anything special and I don't need to hear it but if it's there it's fine if I really don't like something I would change the channel and I'm I've become more aggressive with that rating as we've gone on so I've been getting to the point where I'm just like duck if I duck look if I don't like this I'm gonna change the fucking channel or whatever so that's the scale that we're working on so five is love and one is no love you have no love really yeah (laughs) but what I find more positive and the things that I found more moving was not Boys to Men and Mariah Carey and Snow. It was the movies. Like, you look at 1994 movies and there's awesome shit in there. Like, actual classic stuff that everyone loves that stood the test of time. A League of Their Own? Well, (laughs) so there were still cool things happening in the culture. Pulp Fiction, Shawshank Redemption, Clerks, Forrest Gump, The Professional, Dumb and Dumber, Ed Wood, Interview with the Vampire, The Crow, Speed. This is a great year. Yeah. So why don't you like the music then, Andy? Because 
because the music sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of my exposure comes to having been raised around other radio-loving people, family. I have a lot of exposure to these songs from listening to the radio all the time. I was a huge radio head. I made... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a creep. <laughs> <laughs> I would record blank cassettes of uh, various things from the radio for my own uses. I would stay up from 12 a.m. to 4 a.m. to like record the entire late night electronica show that they never they don't play that music during the regular week. But from 12 to 4 a.m. on Saturday, they'll play the best electronic songs. And I'm like, all right. Do any of those songs appear on this list? No, they don't, because that's the electronic show. But I have a lot of exposure to all of these songs, particularly from 92 to, like, maybe 96 or 98. And I love a lot of them. And a lot of the references are, like, 93.1 Light FM references. Like, stuff that my mom and grandma would listen to. Not, like, the top 40 stuff, but, like, when a hero comes alone. Like, softer. Mm adult contemporary I liked all that stuff and what I was noticing this time in 94 is that like a lot of these songs aren't poppy they're not kiddy they're not kiddish they are adult contemporary songs Get Mariah Carey and Brian Adams and Celine Dion and Boys to Men and like Lisa Loeb. Like none of that is like teeny or boppy or anything like that. And like I feel like a lot of these charts at the time, maybe the demographic at the time was just like adults who made money before like the pop shift where they realized, oh, it's the kids who are, like, really driving this shit. All these songs are, like, so... They're either freak time songs where you get down and dirty, or they're, like, songs that you, like, listen to on your porch afternoon and just look at the trees. Maybe the problem is that Andy just doesn't like to get down and dirty. Andy, don't bump and grind. I mean, at the time, I don't think I was doing much bumping and grinding. I was 13, wasn't I? Just in case anyone was wondering. And this is what I was saying about, like... Yes, top sales can tell you whether a song is good or not, sort of, subjectively, because so many people connected with it. You just happen to be on the weird end of the curve that just like <laughs> fucking neo-electronica stuff, like Tool and Nine Inch Nails, and you're like, 808 machines, dude, and synthesizers, and like computer-generated graphics, and like Johnny Mnemonic, and everyone else is like, you know, the mainstream. <laughs> My brain just like collapsed in on itself. I feel like is a weird like anti-mainstream current in nerdville if things are mainstream oh that sucks man but it doesn't suck because it's mainstream sometimes i think it does sometimes no. i think people write no. shit off because it's mainstream <laughs> no i'm telling you oh God, if i like the again. fucking beauty Florence, and the beast movie Florence, it's because it's fucking say, amazing doing it again, no i'm telling you though i'm telling you i am not oh, that God. kind of person oh. i kind of think you are <laughs> oh my god mike i'm just we not that kind of person Listen, Spider-Man No Way Home has just made billions of dollars, okay? And it makes me happy because it was a good movie. So when it's something's cool and the world loves it, it's like, yeah, fucking love it because it's great. But like when everyone, like when number one is Mariah Carey hero, Mariah Carey, it's just like, this is just boring. This music's boring. Spider-Man was awesome. To you, you rate it a one. Let's move on to what Florence thinks about Mariah Carey hero because her experience might be a little different. Though she gave it a two, she doesn't like it. I'm just using it as an example of like... <laughs> and Marco also gave it a one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but Nine Inch Nails won me over by then, okay? Yeah, and honestly, even though like I did mention Nine Inch Nails in previous episodes, 
I didn't really get into Nine Inch Nails until like later in the 90s. Like I was just making the point that, you know, Nine Inch Nails was cooler than what was going on in like the number one charts. But Marco, actually, because of our age difference, we were probably into Nine Inch Nails at the same time, like in our lives. But the point is like, you know, these are just personal opinions. And like the more I listen to this stuff, like the stuff I don't like, I am seeing patterns and I'm getting a better understanding of the things I don't like specifically. So like one thing I'm pretty sure of now that I don't like is talking in songs. It's like regardless a male, female vocalist I don't like when singers drop the melody or rhythm and then just talk. Like in a boys to men song where he's like, hey baby, I'm gonna throw you down on the bed and I'm gonna turn off the lights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like not to be confused with rapping which has like a rhythmic flow to it like I'm referring to just when people just start talking. Like it reminds me of like coffee house beat poetry shit and I also don't like when when the lyrics are too um on the nose yeah like when someone's singing a song about sex where like the lyrics are just literally like I'm gonna freak you up or whatever it's like yeah ah, like it's just weird to me like I like metaphors okay, what about I like the one poetry they're gonna bump and grind <laughs> but I'm not too keen on R. Kelly so that's I was a, gonna say I gave it a well, we'll talk about that later I'm just noticing these sort of patterns but they're not rules I just so happen to go oh I'm noticing that these songs have kind of spoken word parts in them I'm not jiving with that just little things like that and so I think Slim Dion is okay. When I sit there and go off about Mariah Carey, what I like about Celine Dion, the tracks that she has at number one, and we'll get to it, but I like that they're bigger. There's like orchestral stuff. The music is big. It's operatic. Yeah. It's like, it's... Plus she's white. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I had to inject some humor in there. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh my god. Oh sorry, I was like... My god. <laughs> All right. There you go. Make play laugh play me a song, you Sorry. goof. <laughs> <laughs> play me a song, you can't. All right. I will play you a song. Uh, <laughs> Slumber came out with an awesome album. I actually think this was released last year on um, self-release. But it and for released, fans, uh, if you're looking for Slumber, it's S-L-V-M-B-R. That's correct. Thank you. Yes, it is. It's been re-released on Time Slave Recordings. I was going to say there was some vinyl out, but it's sold out. Yeah, that went super quick because it's a really good album. And it is worth featuring again, even though it did come out last year. The one track that really stands out to me um, at the moment, anyway is Fingerless Gloves. Can you give that a spin, Andy? All right, and I should say that it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, there's Retro Serenade with the 3333 and Mr. Magoo Samurai with the 33. And in the 2666 Club, it's Hugh Hefner. I hope you guys dig this. Marco's third pick of the week. This is Slumber with Fingerless Gloves. <laughs>
And that was Fingerless Gloves by Slumber, Marco's third pick this week on this family show, where we are at some point going to talk about the hits of 1994. Oh, and before <laughs> we do, I just want to acknowledge the Black Velvet track that Glenn Main sent in. I know you played it uh, at the end of the last family show, Andy. It's actually a really good cover, too. I really enjoyed it. I, I think it's great that he made it and sent it to you, Andy, because I know how much you love that bloody song. <laughs> yeah, that was the tag at the end of the last episode. I thought it was that song was fucking awesome. Glenn Main, you are my hero. <laughs> yeah, so if you don't know what we're talking about, I issued an open challenge to listeners of Beyond Synth. So if you make cool music, try making a cover of a shitty 90s song and make it cool. So I'll just play a little sample of Glenn Main's version of Black Velvet, which he submitted just because he knows that song annoys me. But uh, anyway, check this out. So that was just a little sample of Glenn Main's uh, Black Velvet cover. I played the whole thing on the last uh, family show. So this is for Beyond Synth listeners and Synthwave artists. Try it yourself, because I love the idea of people trying to make cool covers out of songs they don't like. I started working on something, but I couldn't really continue because the premise of the challenge was songs that you don't like, and I basically like everything. So I was going to do a cover of Closing Time by Semisonic, but then I remembered your story that you dug into it and I was like nah that song's about like really hard stuff and I wouldn't do that for comedy purpose so I don't really have a song is what I'm saying <laughs> nice <laughs> it's funny you say that because I, I actually started making one last year and I never finished it what was it closing time oh, oh I was closing time as well because that song annoys me so much <laughs> but then you would learn about what it's about I know what it's about I listened to his song Exploder episode <laughs> but I'm saying like did you quit your comedic challenge to yourself because you learned what it's about? No, it's not, because it's not a comedic challenge. Okay. You just really hate that song. The point is, everyone, whenever they make a cover, it's always covering a song they like. In the synthwave scene, there's a lot of people who cover songs that are already kind of synthwave. Like, yeah. here's my cover of Stranger Things, and it's like, what? <laughs> like, what? It, it already is. I'm not going to point any elbows, but I heard a cover of The NeverEnding Story, and I was like, but don't we all love The NeverEnding Story? Because it was like super fucking synthy. Isn't that why we love that song already? Yes. I know that sometimes people cover songs because they, they love the song, but to me, I feel like, and it's just my personal opinion, that when you do a cover, there should be something transformative about it. So I love Synthwave. So instead of covering other songs that are already electronic or going like, here's my cover of a Michael Jackson song or whatever, it's like 
Cover a country song, but do it synthwave. Cover something that isn't synthwave and make it synthwave. That's cool. Can I do it with a song I like, though? You can do whatever the fuck you want. I'm saying... Can you, as the doctor who prescribes this thing, tell me that it's okay to do a song that I like? Yeah, no, you can do whatever you want. I'm stuck on the thing where it's like... Do a song you don't like. And I was going through so many songs. But that's, that I, like, but I that's like this. <laughs> part of the challenge. If, if it's a song you don't like, try and elevate it in some way to a place where you do like it. Like, I think that's a fun idea. But that's what idea. I'm saying. I couldn't get to there. I couldn't even get to step two of the thing because I, I don't hate songs like that. Hmm. Or like you. Goddamn negative <laughs> you're, so much, you're so much hate in your heart, Andy. <laughs> so much. I like that that's the weird thing and not that Mike is this crazy, like, overly happy guy about everything. I'm like the realistic normal person and you're insane. You know what? My overly happy attitude oh, and my long too. hair are going to take me to the Today Show. All right. And you're going to relegate in hate hell. <laughs> I don't know that me relegating is a thing. What does that mean? Hate hell. I don't know. Did I use relegate properly? I thought relegate sounded good. It did. Mm. It did. Is that a good word? I don't know it is in this case. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I, I acknowledge that it is a word. <laughs> you acknowledge it's a word. I don't think I can relegate in hell. Like, I think I can be relegated to hell. I don't have a problem with the word relegate. I just think you're using the wrong derivation. No, I used it correctly. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. They got a track here called uh, All for Love. (laughs) Let's make it. If you watch the music video, I like the the part before the music starts. You know where they're just like walking around, like they got like banter. It's like seeing the Avengers come together. You know what I mean? The White Avengers? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Fucking Brian Adams, Rod Stewart, and Sting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing a bit of a trend here. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I give this a two. <laughs> Sorry, Andy. I'm trying to keep it together. And I'm indifferent. I think the chorus is okay, but I would never choose to play it. But whatever, it's there. I don't know. Florence? That's why I don't like it. The chorus is way too cheesy. Um, but, I mean, the song isn't offensive to me. Usually, like, I will give a song a one if it is, like, offensive to me. This is, it's whatever. I'm indifferent about the song. Sting looks great. Everyone else looks like clowns in this video. <laughs> I love Sting. He's the best. But I don't really love this song. So I gave it a two. Marco. I gave it a three. I guess I gave it the highest rating out of anyone. Uh, It's an okay. I kind of liked it when it came out. I guess it's kind of corny and overplayed, I guess. But I think all the artists featured have a lot better songs. But I guess it's cool that they work together or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, (laughs) it's all right. I ain't going to turn it off if it comes on the radio. I'll leave it on. So it's a three for me. How about you, Mike? I gave it a two, which is indifferent. Mm. Uh, As I listened to it, I was like, oh, uh, I'm kind of triggered into Nostalgia Zone by the beginning of this from listening to, like, adult contemporary radio. But then as it kept going, I was like, "Eh, no, I I would definitely either change the station or, like, tune it out altogether. Like, you know when you're driving and you just start thinking about something and then you catch yourself, like, three miles ahead of where you last remember where you were and you're like, holy shit, I kind of zoned out there. I feel like I would do that to this song. 
It's whatever. I don't dislike it, but it's it's just there. Well, then there we go. You are just as negative as me. Wow. <laughs> Adams also did a live version in 1994 featuring Georgia Todrani, Michael Kamen, who wrote the song with him, Nancy Gustafsson, also Andrea Bocelli, and Luciano Pavarotti. Really? Oh, oh nice. Nicely pronounced. Speaking of... um. A who's who of singers and stuff. Wow. Right? We were speaking about that. Yeah. That's so yeah, crazy. Well, I like trivia just as much as I like cool tracks, Marco. <laughs> 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 nice segue. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, that's you're just in luck because I'm the person to talk to. Carpenter Brute's got a new single out. Uh, it's going to be on his up-and-coming LP, actually, called Leather Terror. I think we're all anticipating this one. Um, God, this song is so fucking good. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? I know. Um, and uh, I really can't wait for this album, but at least we've got something to tie us over until it comes out. And that's the only track that's available at the moment. Uh, it's called Imaginary Fire, featuring Greg Pucciato.
Alright, and that was Carpenter Brute with the track Imaginary Fire featuring Greg Greg, I saw Greb <laughs> featuring Greg Pucciato. And that was Marco's fourth pick this week on this awesome uh, family show extravaganza. Of course, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. Awesome people like Clint Dowling, A Star Apart, Alex Alexson, Blake Peterson, and Cargo Cult Luau. And I am back with the Beyond Sense family, Mike, Marco, and Florence. And we were just talking. About the all for love song, an all for love, like love between uh, like a general general doctor guy and his OBGYN partner, like Arnold and uh, Frank Reynolds in Junior. Okay, is that this year? <laughs> I'm looking at the 1994, and I don't see it. I'm not sure. I don't know. All right. Anyway, I'm honestly, not sure what's going on anymore. <laughs> so next on the list, uh, number one hit was Celine Dion with the Power of Love. So I think this one's okay. I give it a three. Like I said earlier, like compared to other divas and, you know, the Mariah Carey tracks we've heard so far, I just feel like this song has more power to it. It's got a nice melody. The song feels like it's going somewhere. I'm not put off by the background instrumentation like I have been with the Mariah Carey songs. Not that I have to compare these two, but it's just like if you see Mariah Carey and Celine Dion as being in the same category of, you know, 90s number one emotional diva ballads, I just think Celine Dion's songs have more energy. I don't know. They just feel like bigger to me. But regardless, I mean, this track is okay. So I I gave it a three. Anyway, uh, how about you, Florence? I also said this was okay. Um, I don't love this song that much, but I do really love Celine Dion's voice. She's got a great fucking voice. She hits those notes perfectly every goddamn time. It's very satisfying to me. The song is cheesy as fuck, but I don't know. It's fine. It's the sound of the 90s. (laughs) it's, It's okay. She looks great in this video. How about you, Marco? Um, what did I give it? I gave it a two. Honestly, I, I don't really like it. But the reason I gave it a two and not a one is because I, I get it. I understand why people like it. And, I mean, it's very catchy, so I kind of get it. But it just doesn't do anything for me. It's one of those songs I've heard so many times, I just really don't need to hear it again, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. How about you, Mike? This makes me want to cover it. I feel like I'm listening to it right now, and I've heard it a few times today already. I love this fucking song. I'm a five. It's got synthesizers in it, which I love. Just the way I love uh, Enya's music is like it's very synthy, but also like I guess low key energy until the song takes a turn, and then it's like, like it's really fucking heavy. And uh, I think the melody is really, really rock. You can like be just walking down the street and think of this song, and you could probably do the verse and the bridge and the chorus in your head just because like it's so catchy. For me, it's all about that energy. Like last year, I know I mentioned this several times that I just found that the songs weren't very fun. And Celine Dion is incredibly corny. Like she's got some songs that are like some of the cheesiest things I've ever heard. But the difference is that there's still like an energy to them. And oh, I'm just waving goodnight to my daughter here. (laughs) Goodnight. 
So when I say this song's okay, that's sort of my speech about like Celine Dion sort of in general. But like I do find a lot of her stuff incredibly corny, but it's just more fun to listen to. It's really epic. And her like her voice just has a really like unique quality to it. Like her voice just breaks energy. Kind of like, and kings and vagabonds. <laughs> like it makes sure. you want to sing it when it comes on. <laughs> Yeah, no, she's like a master at like manipulating her voice to just like be perfect for whatever she's singing. So that's the thing, though. All of these people have great voices. Like even Mariah Carey, she's got a good voice. It's just. And you had to have a great voice because this was the time before auto tunes. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's the one thing you can say about this era in general. Even when the music is bad and I don't like it, there's still talent on display that like now when it's all, yeah, like pitch shifted and stuff, Mm -hmm. it's not as cool and it's not as impressive. It's the same as like when you watch a good fight scene in a movie that's all done in one take and it's just so impressive that everyone learned all the moves and then you watch a movie where like they cut after every hit and it's just like, fuck, I could do that. (laughs) Let's move ahead here to Ace of Base with The Sign. I gave this song a three. I think it's okay. Of all the other things I gave three this year, I think this is the one I like the best of this year's songs is this song. I've always liked the synth fluty melody thing, but ultimately, like, I think this one is okay. It's not particularly powerful, and I think there's other Ace of Bass songs I like more. All that she wants. Yeah, but that being said, (laughs) this is my favorite song of the year. Is this track? It's funny that you're saying that, Florence, because in my head I immediately sang "All That She Wants" to the mm-hmm. sign beat. Yeah. Their beats are interchangeable, <laughs> yeah. right? Because yeah. around this time, like I said, I was, I was listening to synth music, Depeche Mode, and stuff. And so when Ace of Base came out, it was like the closest thing in this chart yeah and playing on the radio that was like oh that's kind of music i like synth pop but ultimately i don't kn- i don't know that ace of bass really aged very well but whatever isn't their name some sort of like nazi reference i hope not <laughs> come on really <laughs> i uh, i also agree about ace of bass not aging well kind of like um how ub40 also didn't age well in the sense that when you think of those songs you immediately just get transported to that time but like in almost a negative connotation like it's silly it's a silly song like when people go like the 80s remember my hair back then <laughs> you know like you think of ace of bass in kind of a comedic context of like what is silly thing yeah like it there it wasn't it wasn't strong yeah like i said i mean I, i'm just repeating myself but it, it was like the closest thing to something i liked in the chart basically that was like my relationship with ace of base uh florence so when i was in kindergarten i won a raffle at our book fair and i got it was like a pack of seven cds and it was all kind of like popular music and i was again i was in kindergarten didn't know any of this shit one of the cds we got was the like the chipmunks greatest hits or some shit and that was my favorite one nice (laughs) but ace of bass was in there so i always had this ace of bass album maybe like years later i actually discovered it so i gave the song a four because i do like this song it is not my favorite ace of bass song like i said all the that she wants is the best song of theirs in my humble opinion but this song is fine do we know of any other ones 
Do we know a third one? Fuck, wait. I feel like I was just thinking <laughs> of one. There's the sign. Oh, no. All that she wants. Yeah, that's one you said. I feel like there's one more. Am I crazy? I saw the sign. Oh, this. No, that's this one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't turn around. That's what it is. Don't turn around. Which also has the same beat that's like. Yeah, beats are definitely interchangeable. <laughs> Listen, all I know is that I saw the sign that it's possible to have a male have a baby. <laughs> and Frank Langella is a doctor, and that's good, too. Okay, was Junior out in 94? <laughs> I, I, I keep scrolling down this list looking for Junior, going like, why the fuck is Mike talking about this? <laughs> is that a movie? True Lies came out in 1994. True Lies, one of the best movies of all time. I just looked up Junior, and it is a 1994 film. So, yes. All right, well, that solves that. Marco? Not really much to add other than what you guys have said. I gave it a four. I really liked it at the time. It was... Uh... Uh, I was very popular everywhere, and 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 I'll, I'll listen to it a lot. I think it's aged all right. I mean, it's just super fucking catchy, really is. Everybody knows this song. I mean, it's such a popular one. Yep, so I give it a four. I still think it's pretty good. How about you, Mike? I had this CD, or at least I had a CD with this song on it. So I have, I think, more exposure to this song than the other two of theirs. But I give it a five because it's in that category of like. Um, we're driving in the brown station wagon either to or from school. And it's like, you listen to Z100, hot New York. Oh my God, wow, wow, wow. Uh, you know how radio guys go. <laughs> <laughs> They're goblins. I'm a five for all the nostalgic reasons. I do want to mention that it's called techno reggae. What is? That's the one thing from Wikipedia that I wanted to point out was that this is called techno reggae, which maybe we should bring back as a genre because I want to hear that more often. And I also want to hear people say genre more often like Alex Trebek used to say. Genre. Genre. I'm okay with that. I don't know about techno reggae. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> anyway, long live Alex Trebek. Hey, hey, Marco. What? Play me a song. All right. Well, my buddy from Melbourne, Victoria in Australia, uh, Dream Fiend, has bought out an awesome new album. I, I was uh, lucky to get to hang out with him uh, back in 2015. Pretty good guy. Um, really talented. Uh, his new album is really good. And, and, and I like it because he's got his own thing going on. It's, it's uh, quite a different sound to what everyone else is doing. Anyway, the album is called outland and it's available you know at the usual uh, outlets i had trouble picking just one track but i did go with hologram highway all right well let's do it up uh it's brought to you by my awesome patreon supporters by the way in the 25 dollar club like Eurobeat intensifies honeybeard jimmy the hut and joey richards and you're gonna dig this because it's cool this is dream fiend with hologram highway
Can we take a break? Would you call me? Can we? <laughs> I said, can we take a break? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, I'll be here, Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm, break, I'm just Andy? gonna, I'm gonna keep recording, but I'll just sit here. Yeah, I'll just sit here too with you, Andy. All right, all right. I'll be back. I'll be back. Actually, you know what? I'll come back from the track and just talk to you. That's fine. You don't want to talk to me at all. I know. And that was Dream Fiend with Hologram Highway. That was a cool track. Marco's uh, fifth pick of the week, which was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club, like Johnny Five, Kempson, Kenjuru, and Marantha. And I am back with sort of the Beyonce and the family, but the other two have gone to the washroom, so I'm just here with Marco. Hi, Marco. Mushroom, huh? Yeah, everything's great, Andy, right? Sure. So, like, how long were you knocked out with the, the COVID? I know you talked about it earlier, but... Uh... Okay, so I, I uh, took five days off work initially, and I was pretty good by day five. Okay, day four, day five, I was pretty good. Just a cough that was hanging around, mm. and it got worse if I would talk a lot. Talk loudly, and I have to talk. You got to talk at work, of course. Mm. But I just didn't want to spread it, so I talked to the, the people at work, and, and I ended up taking another couple of days off. Okay, but I felt pretty good. I mean, the fatigue sort of comes and goes a little. When I got back to work, I work long shifts. I really felt it. Like I was like, "Fuck, I'm tired." Mm. Um, and then when I had a couple of days off, I just slept most of it, like I think I mentioned before. And then um, now I'm actually starting to feel pretty close to 100%. Yeah. Did uh, your wife get sick too? Yeah, she got it worse than me, so I felt really bad. Her parents got it as well, and they didn't get it anywhere near as bad as Jazzy got it. So, um, But she's doing better now, thankfully. It just She just took a little longer to get better, that's all. Good. Okay. Yeah, and, and I haven't lost my smell or taste, so it's really good because nice. I can still smell my farts. <laughs> <laughs> you, you said nice too soon, Florence. <laughs> I know. That was perfect. You got to leave that in. God, <laughs> damn it. Uh, good time. Well, I mean, you got to know. It's nothing worse than fart and you go, shit, does it stink or doesn't it? Like, you don't even know. You know, that's terrible, man. I don't like that. I got to be able to know if my farts stink. Because, you know, most of the time you well, can, you, you can tell, you, you can feel it. What is this? You can feel if it's going to stink. But what do you do you if it stinks? Like, you can't take it back. <laughs> yeah, but you don't let any more off. What do you mean you don't take it? You let off one in the corner somewhere. You, you know, you try to do it uh, you know, inconspicuously. If it doesn't smell, well, just let them out anywhere. Who the fuck cares, right? <laughs> what? I'm too classy for this conversation. Don't do that, Florence. Don't tell me you don't do that, please. I try Come very on. hard not to. You know, you squeeze out a little, and if it stinks, oh shit, I better stop that. It just keeps going. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's true. We all do it. Come on. It's all right. This isn't going to be. This isn't going to be in the show, Florence. So don't worry. All of all of our senses are really important. That's why I always find it funny that people would downplay the effects of COVID when when they were talking. They always be like, "Oh, people lose their smell. Like it doesn't matter." No, that's how you tell if food is good or bad, right? I mean, you smell and you taste it. Also, just the idea of. I mean, obviously, yes. If you put, had a hierarchy of senses to lose, mm-hmm. I guess smell is at the bottom but it's still one of the senses yeah. you know what I mean like it's weird to just downplay like oh, that one's no big yeah. deal it's it like is. yeah because if you can't smell then you can't really taste yeah did that go hand in hand kind of it's all connected you know what though I think I would be healthier if I couldn't taste you'd eat healthier food yes oh, yeah yeah. because you could eat like fucking algae and shit that's- yeah because it wouldn't matter like I, I would just have, like algae. for dinner 
If I couldn't fucking taste, I would just have bowls of just blended up fucking broccoli and shit and like just like who gives a shit? Like if I can't taste it. Kale and all that nasty shit. Yep. Yeah. Why not? Tasty wheat. <laughs> yeah, because I mean like I'm I'm addicted to snack foods. Yeah. And it's too. only because they're delicious. But if I can't taste chips and candy anymore, like I would have no reason to eat them. Like it's all because of the sensory experience, right? So You know what's Fair. interesting? Mm-hmm. What? How do we know what tasty wheat tastes like? Because the machines make the tasty wheat and Yada yada yada. You want to have sex with a prostitute? Are we talking about the Matrix? What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what, yeah, I don't know. No, what but I was reading something going. about saying that doctors were saying that the people who lose their sense of smell can go into deep depression and get heavy anxiety because a lot of our uh, emotions and and memories are tied to smell. And so there was this guy who was like one of the five percent who like lost it for like six months to a year, and he was like, "I am so sad because I can't just step out of my door and." smell springtime i can't smell my baseball glove that reminds me of my dad and i was like oh my god like yeah a lot of my nostalgia emotional everything it's just connected to like smells and i'll yes. think of old yeah. times and i would hate now that i think now that that's been like revealed to me as a possibility i'm like dude i'd rather go blind than lose my sense of smell maybe well <laughs> i wouldn't go that far but like i do recognize the importance of it though and you you're right like there is so much of your memory that's tied to smell like there's times where even sometimes weird things like weird perfume and weird soaps and things that go i'll walk past a person and all of a sudden be like i'm back in like 1990 traveling to france or something i remember yeah there's this this smell this is perfume smell or this thing and it's so evocative yeah no sometimes when i'm getting smells for the tart burner to like make you know different wax tarts i'll pick up this one because it smells like springtime and my mom was uh, i don't know the words you just said (laughs) i heard tart burner so you know how you have a a, a candle (laughs) yes and like it's got a, a string that you burn up and it melts a thing. A tart is just the wax of the candle uh, compressed into like a shape, like a disc or a square. And a tart burner, melter, warmer, it stands there and it you can put a little candle in it or sometimes electric and you put the little cube of wax there. And as the cube of wax melts, the smell, the oils, the essential oils will come oh, okay, out of okay, it okay. the okay. same way a candle. Tart burner. And so, like, when we're looking for um, scents and stuff, a lot of my, like, decision-making is tied to, like, oh, this smells like my grandma. Oh, this smells like spring in my mom. Or, like, this smells like mm-hmm. playing Nintendo with my cousin or something. A scent is so powerful. I think maybe hearing is my number one. Yeah. Maybe now number two is my sense of smell. <laughs> is that one of the five senses? What are the five senses? Well, sight. Sight. Touch, sound, taste. Is taste and smell separate? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Well, then we have six. I mean, what do you... Do you smell with your tongue? I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it's connected. They're connected, but they're... They're different. In the sense of the five senses, I do believe that they are different. <laughs> then we got six senses. The sixth sense. <laughs> yeah. No, but the sixth yeah. sense is what seeing is ghosts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dead people. Yeah. Do you know what? I was watching the sixth sense, and that whole time... That dude who was wearing the wig was Bruce Willis. <laughs> uh, I miss the Bruce Willis that cared about being and stuff. And I know. The Bruce Willis who cared about being stuff. What happened to that guy? Look, we got to listen to some more songs, but maybe, uh, Marco, do you want to you want to play another track? When, when was the last time he had made a good movie? Honestly, it's fucking been a while, right? Was Looper? Looper. Did you like Looper? 
I thought Looper was all right. Yeah. I, I like Looper because it was interesting, and also at the time I was a huge Joseph Gordon-Levitt fan. I used to like him a lot too. Since then, he kind of he's a try-hard guy. He like he's too enthusiastic. <laughs> I even signed up for um, Hit Record Joe. I made an account because I wanted to like do so many projects and like gain notoriety, and then hang out with JGL. JGL. <laughs> this is like 2011. Like I really wanted to like meet him and hang out with him. He did that movie Premium Rush, which turned out to be a big old flop. Premium Rush. It was okay. He had that girl from Lost. Yeah, I don't... Uh, what's he done lately, though? He... What's he done for me lately, <laughs> is my question. <laughs> yeah, that's really what it comes down to. I don't even know why I'm asking. Like, I barely watch any shows or movies anymore. I mean, I guess I saw Spider-Man. But, I mean, like, that's probably the last time I'll see anything for years. Are you going to go watch Uncharted, Andy? I think it's out next week, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I, again, I don't... I feel the same way about The Last of Us movie. We've gotten to a point now where there's some video game franchises that are so cinematic and have such well-defined characters, like, visually and also but with the way that they sound, that I don't get the point of making the Uncharted movie. That's what I think, too. The game is the movie, and Nolan North and the, the CGI, like, the character that they've created for the game, like, that is the character. And so I don't get what the point is. To bring more people into the game. Literally, I didn't know that Uncharted was a game until I saw the trailer for that. Okay. See, there you go, Andy. <laughs> I mean, not that I necessarily am going to go see the movie, but I know it exists now. It's a lot of money to spend on just making sure people know your franchise exists. Joseph Gordon-Levitt plays Uber CEO <laughs> in Showtime's Super Pumped television show. Oh. He's playing a real person, but it's a Showtime show, so it's going to be like dramatic and stupid. I saw the trailer and he's like, who's coming with me? You know when like characters in <laughs> <laughs> like don't really do anything that like the real life person is and like Pammy and Tom show which is a 90s kind of thing to bring it back to the 90s is uh, a recreation of the scenes of Pammy and Tom's life and things like that starring <laughs> super famous fucking Hollywood actors wearing wigs and face makeup that's why I say honestly for the people if anyone's really interested in the Pam and Tommy story like just watch the sex tape yeah. it's Dude, a classic I recommend it too we've all seen it or just yeah. like watch old news Story. Like that shit exists on YouTube and archive.org. No, no, no. Just watch the sex tape. <laughs> just watch yeah, the yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Look at that dick. <laughs> Gotta watch that dick. <laughs> he was packing a pretty big dink <laughs> oh, on him. He did actually, yeah. That is something I do remember. I was like, whoa, that guy's uh got a big Johnson. All I know is they had a nice boat. <laughs> listen, uh listen. <laughs> Marco. Yes. Play me a song. You want another pick? Yes. Sure, mate. So it was only a matter of time before I was gonna play some chill wave on the show, Andy, mm. you know that. So first up we got uh a track uh it just got released on um Girlfriend Records. Um it's just a single and the track is called Orbital Drift, original mix by Megas.
And that was Megas with the track Orbital Drift. Marco's sixth pick this week on this awesome family show. Of course, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 club. Like Neverman, Restless Nights, Robot Conglomerate, Sir Micathy, and Techno Ben and Slade. Sorry for... <laughs> I always see when people donate in like different currencies, so it's like he's in the $25 club, but he's technically donating in pounds. Hey, or no, euros. It doesn't matter. Look, you're all cool. I'm here with Marco, my Mike and Florence, we are talking about the hits of the 1994s, and where do we leave off here? We got five songs in. We're up to R. Kelly. Bump and grind. All right, let's play a sample. Again, I don't have anything clever. I, I I don't like R. Kelly's music. Like I just never really resonated with this stuff. So I don't have much to say about it other than it just doesn't move me in any way. So I was a one on the old R. Kelly. Uh, how about you, Florence? My mind is telling me no, but my body is telling me yes. Um, <laughs> no, R. Kelly's a fucking piece of shit. So, you know, yeah, I gave the song a one. How about you, Marco? I think I gave it the highest rating. I'm actually kind of surprised because, well, I don't want to spoil it, but I think I gave it the highest. At number two, well, honestly, it's indifferent. It's not bad. It's kind of catchy. And I, I, I don't know. Out of the, all the hits, I think it's not too bad. That's all I can really say. I mean, what, whatever happened to R. Kelly? He, he had some hits in the 90s, Andy. <laughs> yeah. <he was> like, <laughs> whatever happened to that guy? <laughs> I rated this song a five in the past. This is one of the songs of the 90s. You think of like old 90s sex songs? I think about them all the time because of how much I like them. <laughs> There's something so classic about this song, but I have to give it a one in context. I don't know. The the things he's done is like so concretely cannot separate the artist from their personal things. Yeah. And mm. just, there's no going back on that. Fair enough. I don't want to take stances. <laughs> I'm anti-R. Kelly. It's a pretty bold stance. <laughs> <laughs> I'm anti-R. Kelly and I'm afraid to say that out loud. I think it's fine. I mean, I'm fine with it because I don't like his music, so. It's the same problem with Chris Brown is that there's so many fucking defenders of the shit that he's done. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's so many people who are still super fans and they will write things off and they will say the most garbagey things online because they're such fans and they can't like just change their mind you can have been a fan and uh, change your mind and decide that you're not a fan that's part of growing it is very disappointing when that happens though yeah again this is one of those like super tricky conversations because for me R. Kelly doesn't but obviously this conversation translates to like other things and filmmakers and comedians and stuff yeah that's why I'm trying to be like neutral about the words I'm saying and see I'm fortunate in a way because like I never liked Bill Cosby so it's easy for me to go I never found him funny or whatever and act like I'm such a cool guy but meanwhile and Dave like, Chappelle's fucking killing him softly is my favorite stand up comedy special of all time I reference that thing on a weekly basis and I reference Chappelle's show like on a daily basis it's hard to reconcile how I feel about things now when we talk about art especially like with music and stuff when you have these nostalgic memories with tracks it's forever yeah if listening to a song brings you back to moments in your life that were special or that were made special by listening to this stuff and you didn't know what was going on. I don't see nothing wrong. 
Because yeah. at the end of the day, I think music almost more than anything else, because comedy does kind of date after a while, um, especially if it's comedy that's really focused on the time, especially if it's political comedy and stuff. But yeah, when I was in fucking high school, Chappelle show, that was one of the shows you watched Wednesday night before South Park or something. Then the next day at school, everyone is quoting every fucking scene from Chappelle show. It was like tattooed onto my emotions. The stuff that I liked from back then. I don't always like the idea of erasing stuff because there's like all these other people involved. You know, like when you have a TV show... And it's like, oh, so if the the star or the person whose name is on the box, like 10 years later, 20 years later, does something that people don't like and we have to like erase the past. And it's like, what about all the writers and directors and all the people, especially with huge movies? There's so many working pieces. Like, I appreciate that the director is obviously a very important part of that. But, you know, like if tomorrow someone just said, you know, Peter Jackson's a racist or whatever, I'd be like... I'm never not watching Lord of the Rings. Like, so that was a team of like fucking thousands of people worked on that. We're not going to erase this because one of the people involved, like wasn't even if that person was integral to the thing. Uh, Maybe that's what I don't like about the Dave Chappelle thing is because killing him softly. I haven't watched it in a long time, but I'm sure if I put it on, it'd still be fucking hilarious because like it is hilarious i just keep using dave Chappelle because that's like my my guy that's all but see people change too so the reason why bill cosby is so crazy when you find out like oh he was doing this the whole time behind the scenes so it does paint a different picture of like oh this was actually going on whereas i have seen some justifications for stuff like say like michael jackson where you go like 80s michael jackson wasn't that weird skeleton guy with the long black hair that was when he was in his prime strangeness with Neverland and all that shit. So, like, (laughs) really, when you sit there and say, oh, I like Michael Jackson's, like, 80s stuff, you're kind of talking about, like, a different guy. Like, he's not even, like, the same guy that was the one who was, like, dancing on rooftops and hanging babies out windows. Like, that's another era. And the same with... You know, Dave Chappelle, you can be like, he's a different guy than he was then. Yeah, people do change. I'm looking forward to my get off my lawn phase. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm excited for. Get off my lawn. Yeah, that's the future I'm looking forward to. I think you might already be there pretty soon, Andy. Listen, I already drink a lot of ginger ale, so I'm 75% of the way there. Wait, have we talked about ginger ale before? Ginger ale is the only drink that I buy besides Topo Chico with a little squeeze of a grapefruit. Hashtag Topo Chico, the Mexican choice of sparkling water. Oh, it's delicious. But uh, ginger ale is my favorite. (laughs) It's so good. Can we talk about ginger ale? Florence, I don't want to disappoint you, but if you're drinking like Canada Dry or Schweppes, it's not real ginger. I looked it up so many times. I don't care. Uh, (laughs) I don't care. Canada Dry is the optimal ginger ale. Well, you know what? I learned that Canada Dry did some stuff to uh, an assistant um, (laughs) years back. I don't do Canada Dry anymore. I'm strictly a Verner's guy. Verner's real ginger ale, real all the way. Honest and true. Well, speaking of uh, cool music... uh, (laughs) Hey, Marco, play me another song. (laughs) Oh, my God. All right. Boldercaster has got a new album out called War Rig. It just came out. It's available at Boldercaster, Bandcamp.com, and uh, a lot of other platforms. The track I went for was War Rig featuring Casper. All right, man, and I should say it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like Forged in Neon with the 2049 and the $20 Club. We got Joshua Winter and Chatterack. And this is Baldo Caster with War Rig featuring Caspro. 
And that was Baldo Caster with War Rig featuring Caspro, Marco's seventh pick this week on this family show as we count down. Or we're not really counting down anything. Uh, that was brought to you by yeah, my let's awesome count it down. Patreon supporters <laughs> with the 1988. It's Waylon Caskey Geospatial, who, by the way, Marco has invited us to go shoot guns if we're ever in Ooh. Texas or wherever. Right. <laughs> I want to shoot guns yeah, with I'll, that I'll guy. <laughs> Sorry, you're not invited, Mike. Hey, I'm not an anti-gun guy. I like, I like the idea of guns and like marksmanship. And I like the idea of killing people. Is that cool? <laughs> uh, I like the idea of surfing yeah. and shooting targets while you're surfing. It's called yeah. skeet surfing. Jesus Christ! Um, I would also like to thank uh, in the 1986 club Toots. Toots. Yeah, we were we were chatting with him yesterday, Mike. We had a little private message going. No, oh, I love Toots. Ethan Toots? You talking about a fucking Sonny Crockett? Yeah. Well, he's a cool guy. Mm. See, this is why the fucking everyone with 80 aliases is so tricky. I know. People got multiple ones, too. Why wouldn't he just use Sonny Crockett? Well, no, because he changes it every week when I do something funny, and then he likes yeah, the he reference. Yeah, he used to be a uh, Jizz Whaler. <laughs> yeah, he was Jizz Whaler for a while. Yeah, oh, that was a good one, yeah, Jizz Whaler. God damn. Oh, he was COVID-1984, too. Right? 86. Oops. Oh, my God. He runs a cider company, a cider... Yeah, a cidery. He's been on the show. We 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 talked about it. I got some of his cider. He sent it to me. It's fucking amazing. And uh, I was just talking his ear off, and I was like, "Well, what's it like to run a business? What's it like?" To-? All I was doing was asking him like business questions, and like, "What are your what are numbers like?" And like, <laughs> he was like, "Well, I just want to talk about real stuff, man." And his wife was there, and I was like, "But like, what are your profits returns? Like, what is your margins?" And, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, all I want to say is, I think you're a cool guy. We ended up talking about medical experiments because he does those things where you uh, you go to oh, places. Like you sign and they, up for a study, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. like you get like eight hundred dollars to put a little cream on your foot. Yeah, and sometimes in other places. Oh, <laughs> even better. Let's listen. To- <laughs> okay, let's go. Let's keep going in this fucking list, man. So we just did R. Kelly, right? Yes. Yeah. So uh, we are moving ahead to all for one with the track. I swear. So, this is a one for me. I actually actively really dislike this song. For some reason, I always used to confuse it with R. Kelly, but the part where they sing... Till death do us part. That part has always annoyed me. It annoys me to this day when it comes on. It makes me angry. Is it the lyrics or like the the vocalization? It's the the vocalization of the part. Till death do us part. I just I don't know. It just drives me nuts. <laughs> oh my god, Andy! God, I hate you it. know, Andy. I gotta ask so you: hatred. Do you like minions? Are you a minions guy? Do you mean the little yellow things? Yeah. I mean, no. There are people who, like, vehemently fucking hate those things. I love them. I think they're hilarious. It's a nothing to me. I mean, the kids watch them. You're a two. You're an indifferent. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> would I change the channel? I think once a week, I reference at the end of one of the movies, it goes to a music video, and it's the Minions doing All for One. <laughs> and, you know, they talk about... And the song that they sing is... <laughs> I sing it once a week. We reference that shit all the time. It's so silly. Like I feel like this song has 
totally fallen into like 90s comedy legacy songs. People really like this song, but it's just referenced so often. Yeah. I mean, I don't like it. This is the one on the list that I, <laughs> I it makes me angry. That par art. <laughs> it's pretty bad. I- Florence, Florence, can you do some kind of scale? Sing a song. Sing a scale. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta re-listen to that particular part. <laughs> part. Part. But uh, I gave the song a two because I don't like hate it. The chorus is like almost lovely, but I would never put this song on. But in in the video also, it made me laugh because they're just like stalking some girl from like the top of a building. <laughs> and I'm like, that's, that's cool. <laughs> you know, not creepy at all. Marco, I gave this one a one. I've never liked this song. I mean, it's just not my thing. I honestly thought this was Boys to Men. I really did. I, I was just looking to go. I had to double check. I'm like, isn't this Boys to Men? So I think they were just trying to cash in on the Boys to Men fame. Until we did this, I thought it was also Boys to Men. Right? It's, yeah. I, I think they're kind of cashing in on that. It's the exact same sound. And I guess it is catchy and all that. It just I, it just isn't my thing at all. I'm sorry. I was more into Nine Inch Nails, like Mike was saying. You know what it is? What? The reason why I confuse this with R. Kelly is because R. Kelly has a song where he sings and goes like, Through the open door. I see me running through that open door. And this song has the, <laughs> Till death do us part. part. And that's why oh. I confuse it with R. Kelly. Okay. So oh I God. totally buy that. I'm actually yeah. wrong. I'm actually wrong. It's the R. Kelly door that annoys me. Door. This song where it just goes part, part doesn't annoy me as much. Just a little bit. You're talking about the Space Jam hit. I believe. Yeah, I so I'm, I'm more upset about the R. Kelly track than I am this one. Um, it still gets a one, but I'm just saying it's <laughs> those two things are connected in my brain as annoying vocal moments oh my God. in history. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mike. <sighs> what? <laughs> oh, my thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What I have. I swear. I'm a five. <laughs> 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 I already referenced the minions. That's it. Big surprise. <laughs> well, Marco's or Marco. Fuck me. <laughs> Never mind. Michael. Uh, look. You want me to pick a song? Yes. Uh, look, let's uh, let's listen to some more music. All right. You got a new one out from Let Him Riot. No strangers to do the show. I actually got a story about him. That's a kind of a sad story. I was at uh, Neon Retro Fest uh, back in 2018 in Rhode Island. Uh, I really wanted to see Let Him Riot play live because I've been a fan of his since like fucking 2012 or some shit like that, right? And I was real excited, but I got pretty drunk and then fucking Beta Max and Mecha Maiko turned up and I had to... Well, I, I helped him out. They had he, he had so many synthesizers and shit and then the elevator was broken so we had to take the fucking stairs and we got him all set up and, we, and then on the way through, I was like, man, I need a fucking drink. I'm drying a thirst with all this fucking heavy work we're doing. So he had a real quick drink, made it back, and he was just finishing. I was like, no! You know, it was like one of my biggest regrets ever. Anyway, I hope to see him live one day uh, in the future. And his new track is freaking awesome. Really good. Uh, it's called Move and Turn. You know, that just proves the old adage. 90% of Synthwave fans are producers, and 100% of Synthwave fans are roadies. <laughs> I guess another lesson is if you're really, really thirsty and need to be quenched, like drinking beer probably isn't the best thing. <laughs> Who the hell says I was drinking beer? Oh, you didn't say that. That's true. What were you drinking? Piss. <laughs> piss. <laughs> piss, yeah. Kangaroo piss, mate. <laughs> Where's R. Kelly when you need him? All right, well, let's listen to this. 
This is uh, this is Let 'em Riot. It's brought to you by my awesome uh, uh, Patreon supporters. Uh, there's uh, in the 1985 Club, Rachel Buchelman and Sarah Buchelman, and with the 1555, it's Gene Creamer, Private Eye, and this is Let 'em Riot with Move and Turn. <laughs>
And that was Move and Turn by Let em Riot, Marco's eighth eighth pick. That's a hard word to say. Eighth <laughs> pick this week on this uh, fun family show adventure. That, of course, uh, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, Mads Baron Christensen. And we will never forget the immortal Chris Celia Lane. And I am back with the Beyonce family, Mike, Marco, and Florence. Yeah. We're talking about 1994. We just uh, what well, we just did uh, all for one. I swear. So let us uh, move ahead here to uh, Lisa Loeb <laughs> and Nine Stories. Is it always been labeled that way, Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories? No, I've always heard of this just as Lisa Loeb's stay. Yeah, me too. Uh, well, whatever. What did I give this? What do you think you gave it? I gave it a one. So what were my notes? Let me look back here. I like Lisa's whole look and energy and stuff. She's so 90s, but I don't like this song. I don't mind part of it, but I don't like the other half. So like, I don't mind the you say I only hear what I want to bit. Like, that's the part I like, but I don't like the I missed you chorus. And so ultimately, as a whole complete song, I don't like it, but... There's part of it where I'm like, okay, this part's okay, and then the other part I don't like. So that's why it is very 90s, though, and I it's weird because I have nothing against Lisa Loeb. Like, there, I think I like her as a person, but this song has never really done anything for me. But I don't know. I feel weird giving it a one now that I think about it, but I'm not changing it. Hey, you can change your answer, man. It's okay. No, people can't change. Yeah. Yeah. Two, right, you can always two. change your mind. <laughs> I gave the song a two. I'm an in... I'm an indifferent. Yeah, there's nothing offensive about it. I just don't like really love the song. I like that there's a cat in the video. <laughs> that's cool. My one note is that this song has too many words. Yeah, that's the thing that bugs me too. Yeah, if if there's like too much going on, if it's all about the lyrics, then like I'm not interested anymore. I mean, lyrics are lyrics are fine. They're important, but like they're not that important in my opinion. You hear that gunship? You hear that, The Midnight? Just play the fucking music and stop being yeah. so emotional. <laughs> That's exactly what she said. No <laughs> vocals in Synthwave, doesn't yeah. they? Don't belong. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. But yeah, no, there's too much going on, and I don't know. Not a huge fan. But it, again, not offended. It, it's fine. Like, it, it can just be in the background. I wouldn't be terrified or mad, but you know. Marco, what'd you give this song? Well, Synthwave might be dead, but this is a, uh, an iconic... 90s song it really is it I is mean, uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's so 90s like there's like probably a handful of songs that for me that symbolize well summarize the decade kind of thing and this is one of them I gave it a 4 it is a good song I hear what you're saying about she kind of kind of does sing a little bit too much but I don't know there's something special and unique about this song I think um, it, it really is a good one it's right up there with Sixpence None the Richer. <laughs> yeah, it is, right? Hey, Sixpence None the Richer is like my fucking quintessential, I'm 12 years old, learning how to talk to girls phase and falling in love with every girl's phase. That's a five for me. Did you fall in love with every girl? Yeah. Why not? Oh. You're 12 years old. <laughs> Fair enough. I think Sixpence None the Richer is on my list of like worst band names of all time. 
<laughs> it's so long and stupid. It's a horrible band name. It's bad. It's very 1996 drawing flowers in your diary. Yeah, on, it sucks. On like WB11 UPN show. It's not a good band name. When people have a band name that's a sentence, like I don't, I can't even think of a good one. 30 Seconds to Mars, dude. That's a great one. You, well, you like that? No, I'm just joking, dude. I was going to say, I hate that name. I would say that a band with a long-ass name like that would be good for SEO, but that didn't matter in the 90s. So So literally, there is no reason why they should have a name that way. I'm a five on Lisa Loeb's Stay I Missed You because uh, the second it starts, uh, transports me to the headphones plugged into the gray Walkman attached to my little belt on my hip. My right hip while I'm rollerblading around the park listening to adult contemporary radio stations. And apparently he liked girls. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you got me, dude. You got me, dude. Anyway, go on. I got married to a girl and she's cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Marco. Yo, another song? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready. I was born ready for this. All right. Retro Tune has got a great track that just came out. It's not a very well-known artist. Um, I've only just discovered him myself, but he's got a really good chill wave track out at the moment called Taking Flight. Oh, sorry. So this artist is called Retro Tune? Yeah, Retro Tune. That is going to be a bastard for SEO. Who? Who's SEO? <laughs> well, no, like uh, search engine optimization, right? So if you have a band name, you know, you type it into Google to try and find it. So it's really easy to find Sixpence None the Richer. Oh, my God. I'm going to make myself. I'm changing my artist name to Synthwave Artist. <laughs> <laughs> I played an artist before on the show. What the hell was he called? It was hilarious. It was it was called 1984. The artist literally called himself 1984. And so I'm like, I don't know where that's going to put you in. Just 1984. Yeah, like if you type in 1984 what? in Google. You name yourself a year and I feel like you're aiming for Daft Punk fame. That's a title that's like so, it's like Prince or like Madonna, like 1984. Even if you typed in 1984 band you would get a list of bands from 1984. Like that's, (laughs) you know what I mean? So think about the work that someone's going to have to put in to actually find you as an artist. 1984 artist, you're going to get a list of artists. Like there's no way you could even find it. That's why I'm changing my artist name to 2024 presidential election. (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm going to get so much traffic come that year. So, look, uh, well, let's listen to this track, man. It's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters uh, with the 1010. It's Zach. And in the $10 Club, we got Fraser Davidson, Albion Algorithm, Andrew Bennon, Barry007, Energon Cubes, Ivan, and Jacob Pringle. And I hope you guys dig this. This is Retro Tune with Taking Flight.
And that was Taking Flight by Retro Tune. And of course, that was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. There's uh, Kudzost and Luke Jackson, a.k.a. Brandon, and Knight of Ducks, and John Masari, and Matthew Lister. And we're back on uh, the Beyond Synth Family Show. We're talking about the year 1994. I should say that was Marco's ninth pick of the show, because Marco's been picking all the tunes today. Oh, yeah. That's why the music's been so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the stupid comments I was fucking, I love Marco's picks. <laughs> so we just did Lisa Loeb, right? So now we are... We're on to your favorite, Boys to Men. Going to make love to you. Boys to Men. Boys yeah. to Men, my favorites. <laughs> So let's, uh, <laughs> I wonder, do you think anyone said I'll make love to you to Arnold and that's why he got pregnant in that movie? In the movie Junior? I don't know. Maybe. You know what? <laughs> I've never seen Junior. You've never seen it? I've never watched I've never it. I've seen Junior. I actually didn't mind it at the time, but I, I was okay, scared you know to what? watch it again. I have an admission. So I made a, I made an Instagram story, and I made a stupid post, and I said, send me some random questions that I could randomly interject into the conversation. And one fan said, I don't really know if I have any questions for you to interject, but can you please tie in all the song lyrics to the plot of Junior? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> and so I've been trying so hard, and here's the thing. I don't think I've ever seen Junior. <laughs> I quickly fucking looked it up before... Before we did this, and I'm like, yeah, Frank Langella, C-section, something fucking Danny DeVito, I don't know, and we're going to roll with that. And that's all I have. That's all I have. That's literally all I have. And I've been trying so hard to make it sound good, but I guess it's, it's not good. Do you think anyone and everybody who actually watched Junior literally went to the movies just to see if he was going to deliver the baby out of his dick? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we're on Boys to Men. I'll make love to you. I'll make love to you like you want me to. And I'll hold you tight, baby, all through the night. I'll make love to you when you want me to. Again, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Boys to Men. I gave this one a one. I would like to say, however, so the music video uh, is about a security system salesman. <laughs> Who sells a hot lady a security system And then she offers him a drink And he says he has more jobs to do But later he's restless And waiting for her call Then he copies lyrics Out of the Boys to Men CD To send to her like a poem And meanwhile She's taking a bath None of that sounds out of the ordinary What's so weird about all this? <laughs> <laughs> Was the video directed by anyone prominent? That's a good question Songs like this probably usually have You know like a Tony Scott Or something like that You know Well this would be Tony Scott's worst work <laughs> If that's the I case I don't know I saw Unstoppable <laughs> Denzel Washington, Chris Pine. Why is that my reference for Tony Scott? <laughs> well, yeah, Tony Scott did have some sort of mixed things towards the end. He's made some great movies, though. Beverly Hills Cop 2 is, like, quintessential 80s pop film. Oh, and fucking uh, um, True Romance. True Romance is awesome. Yeah, that was also written by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, man. Junior. The 90s. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so, you know, I'm just, uh, I'm not too too keen on Boys to Men, but again, this is one of those songs, it, it feels weird to even rank it at all because it's just become part of us because it's just such a huge song. It doesn't do anything for me and I don't like it, but I acknowledge the, that this song is, everyone knows it or whatever. Anyway, Florence. <laughs> I gave this song a three. I think it's okay. The only reason why is because, like, I would normally give the song a two. 
because I'm kind of indifferent to it, but it's got this really awesome fucking deceptive cadence at the end of the chorus, and I fucking love it. <laughs> and I think that evens out to about an okay for me. So I'm going to go with okay. And uh, I really do enjoy this video. It's great. I know usually you're the one who likes to make observations about the video, so yes. I didn't want to steal your thunder. Yeah, well, you did. <laughs> <laughs> you did. Did you did you notice anything I didn't? No, because I I did love the video. I was laughing the whole time. I was like, "What is this?" No, you 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 said what it needed to be said <laughs> about it. That's what I always strive to do. Yep. Uh, Marco, what a, what? what do, you, do you like the song? Well, I, I talk about really bad names for groups and that. I think this is probably going to be one of the all-time worst names, honestly, Boys to Men. I mean, that just didn't age well at all. But <laughs> they were so damn popular, and I just it just never did anything for me. It really didn't. They were really popular in Australia, too. Look, I, I don't really have anything nice to say. I mean, good on them. They made a shitload of money, but uh, just uh, that's a one for me. Do Boys to Men have songs that are more like upbeat and fun pop stuff? Like, does that exist? Or is it all this? It's mostly this. Their whole vibe is this. Okay. It's like the sexy time Backstreet Boys. That's what it is. They've got this song that's, uh, Boys to... That's like an upbeat song, and it's like you play it at a party. But for the most part, it's like making love. Yeah. Under the satin sheets. Hey, girl. Remember that time I bought you a ice cream? Oh, it dripped on your dress. Ah, <laughs> 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 girl. <laughs> I'm Dracula. Yeah. <laughs> do you like this song? Yes, you do. I'm a five. Yeah. This is, uh, remember in past episodes I've referenced my mom going on parties with her friends from Lower East Side and the Bronx. Uh, mostly black, mostly Spanish people. They'd go on these bus trips to Virginia Beach and rent out a few hotel rooms and party on the bus the whole way there, party the entire time in the hotel rooms, and then party on the bus on the entire way back. And I just got to enjoy a vacation, go to Bush Gardens, you know, go on some roller coasters, listen to adults go Going off with boys to men, every single person, a weird, like, cocktail of some kind of gin and juice in their hand, you know, in that plastic cup, you know those plastic cups you can get that are, like, translucent, Mm -hmm. and they break so easy if you, like, squeeze them too hard, the little crack will come in them. At the end of a party at, like, four in the morning, there's, like, all those cups filled with, like, half an inch of some kind of cocktail, and it's all brown, and Coke, and rum, and gin, and rum, and something Coke, and whatever it is, and yeah, no, this (laughs) is, like, like, one of the most nostalgic songs for me in that context and i'm at a five about it sure andy i i give your past a one <laughs> uh marco yes I, I want you to play me another song you know what let's talk about the next boys to men song real quick right now it's on bended knee i will say that it sounds exactly like i'll make love to you it has the same kind of thing it's hard to like differentiate them when you don't have the music in front of you but that's kind of why i say boys to men this is their thing this is their vibe is like you think about it and it's like some kind of sexy song where they'll make love to you on bended knee. It's all one song. Yeah, definitely. Again, this is almost like a joke because whenever I go off about 90s years and go like, oh, there's Mariah Carey and Boys to Men, then literally we got Boys to Men back to back. <laughs> and then I think even at one point, another song comes into the chart and then Boys to Men comes back like the same song. Yeah. 
Yeah, so on Bended Knee, I give a, a one, two as well. Did you have any thoughts on the video, Florence? Because I did. There are dogs in this video. Yeah. <laughs> and that's really exciting. There's one Sharpay, which I fucking hate. Sharpays are fucking ugly. But uh, there's, another, there's another dog that I didn't get a good look at because it's hard to find a good shot of this one dog, but the other dog is cuter. But anyway, I like dogs in general, so that's a plus one for me. But um, I'm indifferent about the song. What I like is that it's about a guy with a jealous girlfriend. Yeah. And she's all just like, you know, why are you looking at that girl in the store? And and he's like, you know, I was with you. And she's like, let me out of the car. And then the boys to men just start singing in a bus with matching outfits. Or in the rain. Yeah. And it's like completely disconnected. And then they're in the rain with matching outfits. Yeah. With a band who do not have umbrellas. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn, that drummer's getting really... W- oh, wait, there's a saxophone guy playing in the background. They, like, why don't they give them umbrellas? I guess they can't hold the umbrellas if they're, like, playing instruments. I like how considerate you are. I know. It, it just... It, it bothered me. Marco, how do you feel yeah. about... Wait, wait, I just want to say one more thing. Oh. oh. Um, no, I, I also thought the rhyming of the chorus was too on the nose, and that annoyed me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay, go. Oh. <laughs> I don't really have anything nice to say about this song, so I'm not going to say anything at all. How's that? I gave it a one. Just terrible stuff, sorry. Don't have something nice to say. Yeah. Don't say it at all. That's right. And Mike, of course, loved it. Bambi. So No, I thought, it was, I thought this song was <laughs> shit. It was a bullshit song. I fucking hate it. Um, but speaking of cool songs, Marco, uh, play me one. Okay, uh, sure. As a new track out from Stranger and Destroyer. Uh, these guys been working together a fair bit in the last year or two and, and I'm really liking their stuff. They're really good dark synth and uh, this is no exception. This is called Strangulator but it's also the Ghost Remix. Awesome and I should say that it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club like Monkey Magics, Mystic Dink, Poly Digital, Pudnuts, Rama Branch, Rawr and Thomas Berg. And now let's listen to this. This is Stranger and Destroyer with Strangulator, the Ghost Remakes.
And that was Strangulator by Stranger and Destroyer, the Ghost Remix, Marco's 10th pick this week on this awesome family show. And of course, that was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club, like Thomas Berg, Tristan Waits, Watch Clark, Will Lowe, your friend Estevez, Gary Heather, Stu Triple the M. I guess that's the end of the $10 Club. Sorry, I should have said and Stu Triple the M. We're back. With the Beyonce family, Mike, Marco, and Florence. Uh, we have one more track to talk about. All right, before the one track, I've got a few trivia questions for you guys. This is only going to take about 27 minutes. What? Oh, God. Just, I'm just joking. Oh, sorry, I thought, you, <laughs> I thought you came with some That's trivia. So God. Thank God you're I know we're all ready to get out of here. I thought that'd be funny to say. Jesus. <laughs> uh, we got Aini Kamozi with the track Here Comes the Hot Stepper. This song I gave uh, I gave a three. You actually like something. I think it's fine. I think it's got a good vibe. Uh, I bob my head while it's on. I guess this year was better than last year for me, but I, I still didn't love anything from this year, but I enjoyed uh, Ace of Bass and Slendion and, and Aini Kamozi. So those, these are the three that I enjoyed. And I basically just go, you know, when you play a song and you go, would I turn this off? And if I'm listening and I'm kind of bobbing, I'm like, okay, I, I, I noticed that I bobbed my head. So that means that this song gets an okay from me. Florence. You know, so I was debating whether I was going to do a two or a three on this. Um, so either an indifferent or okay. Because I feel like I like this a little more than just an indifferent song. Because I did get that, like, bob my head type of feeling from it. I want to give it a 2.5. But I can't. <laughs> There's, uh, I'll just leave it as a two. There's also a dog in this video, too, <laughs> which is really exciting. That's where that point five comes from. Yeah. yeah, exactly. What kind of dog? It's a Doberman. It's really cute. No, but th- this, this song's fine. It's fine. I got nothing against it. It's fun. That's it. I also noticed they were burning money in the video, and I'm like, dude, give me that money. That's the ultimate sign of privilege, isn't it? Yeah. Burning money. <laughs> It really is. Um, yeah, I'm just. This is how little this shit means to me. I'm gonna fucking burn it. <laughs> anyway, um, I like the dog the best. Uh, Marco, what do you like? Or I was gonna say, what do you I like, like the burning best? The money the best. Uh, <laughs> I like burning money the best. And I also like the. I like that bit that. Nah, 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 nah. I don't know. It's just really cool. We used to always like just yell at it. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's a bit of nostalgia there. But um, it's a really good song. Yeah, I gave it a four. I mean, uh, out of all, out of most of these tracks. Um, or songs that were released that year um, or at least that made number one um, this is one of the better ones for sure it's just super catchy I don't know I've always liked it you know it's one of those songs so very good stuff I don't know what the hell happened to him after this uh, it was a one hit wonder I guess why can't I think of where that the na 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 part is from what actual song is that na 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 with the saxophone yeah yeah what the hell is that shit yeah why can I not think of this song Land of a Thousand Dances by Wilson Pickett. I do a good Wilson Pickett. Listen, I gotta get out of here. Let's let's get out of here. I gotta pee so bad right now. Can we take a break before we sign off? You wanna do that? Why don't we just sign off? We're done, aren't we? I mean, come on, what else we got? We did it. 
How about this? We'll say goodbye. Marco, play me your last song, and then we'll say goodbye. Oh, you want another song? Oh, fuck it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, good. that's right. I do have one more song, Andy. That's great you mentioned that. Um, it's from Speedworld. Uh, he's got a track that I've been uh, listening to a lot lately. It's a pretty high-tempo uh, synthwave stuff. It's called uh, Time Attack. All right, man, and it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. Uh, we got uh, McGadfly and IP68 and Binkley and River Avenue and uh, let's listen to this track this is a speed world with time attack
And that was Time Attack by Speed World. That was uh, Marco's last pick of the week because we're going to sign off now. And that was brought to you by my awesome members in the Donation of the Beast Club. Like a Bash Pudding, Adam Conway, Akio Nakasone, Big Baby D, Boris Catpunk, Christian Quello, Krizak Hatterack, Dalton Bell, David Lovalley Jr., Electromechanic, Franz Varga, Joe Esposito, Loshka, Luke Timmermans, Nicholas Carl, Owen McGolly, Philip Back, Pooh in an Alleyway, Replicant 69, Ross Pantlin, Artificial, Run the Skyway, Stagger, Tomas Shimanek, Trippy, Cenotaph, Jean-Christophe Leconte, Mike Bailey, Tatsuya Miwa, Zayhan B, Galaxicate, Mr. Gimpson, and we always like to end the, the donation of the Beast with the Polar Wildcat Studios with the 617. And I am back with the Beyond Synth family. Marco and, and Mike and Florence. Florence, you want to do like a super fast review? Yeah, sure. Of the uh, final totals? Okay, let's do it. So uh, in percentages, Andy gave this year a 34%. I gave this year a 46%. Marco gave this year also a 46%. Marco, we were Good the word. same. Yeah. Exactly. No, we know what we're talking about, so clearly. Exactly. And Mike gave this an 86%. Altogether, we gave this year a 53%. How does that compare to last year? Let's see. Last year was 53.18%. That's weird. So this year is worse, but I think I like this year more, right? Yeah. 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 Because last year, Andy, you were a 23.18%. Last year was a, a hard year for all of us, I think. It was, yeah. I think it shows it shows a reflection of Andy's turmoil that he's experiencing too, so <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and our least favorite song was R. Kelly Bump and Grind. Our favorite song collectively was The Sign by Ace of Peace. Yeah, that makes sense. That checks out. <laughs> yep, exactly. No surprises there. Perfect. Well look. Good stuff. So that's where we stand. Where do you stand, listener? Uh, let us know in the comments. Is that a thing we do here? Um, yeah, we're all about the comments is. here. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yep. love that feedback. Let's uh, let's all say goodbye because Marco's got to go to the toilet. Yeah, I'll admit I have to as well. Bye bye. Have to go bye. And Florence, <laughs> bye bye bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Hey, if this is airing before March 4th, come see Parallels at Borders because I will be playing the keyboards. That's very exciting. Yeah. And you will get to see Parallels because Holly is amazing. Awesome. Well, that's awesome. People should go do it. Borders. Borders. They also they also do goth clubs at Borders, by the way. Ooh, nice. There's one called Bar Sinister. That is a BDSM club, but it's a Hollywood BDSM club, so it's not exciting. Oh, no one's got their Does bag hanging out? Time. No, not really. Mm. No. It's a shame. You can watch people get whipped upstairs, but that's what <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I don't know why I find that so funny. <laughs> fucking weirdos, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Marco. All right. I just want to say thank you for having me on the show. It's, actually, it's been fun. I can't believe how fast time goes when we, we all talk. Thanks for letting me pick the tracks this week. There's been a lot of good music come out lately, so um, it was... Uh, yeah, it was really good. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> like you, let's just have Marco have the final word. Yeah, see you guys. All right, bye. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Whatever it is that you... What do you play at the end? I don't know what you play anymore. No, I play that. I play you going... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you next time uh, for the Beyond Synth family and for everybody else listening. Tune in next time to Beyond Synth, the best synth wave chat show there is.
Beyond Synth is made possible by the supporters on Patreon and PayPal. If you enjoy the show, please consider becoming a supporter at patreon.com slash beyondsynth or donating via PayPal at beyondsynth.com. If you want to submit music to the show, please email beyondsynthsubmissions at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow and subscribe to Beyond Synth on YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and Facebook. May the Force be with you.